Greetings, I'm Pastor Lupi. We are live at the church here in Indio, California, in the United States of America. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us welcome the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in everything at all times. Holy Spirit, take complete control. It is in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that I pray this day that you will take over, speak to us, minister your word, and make it understandable in our spirit so that we may make a change in accordance to what you speak to us this day. God bless you. Today I titled this message, Why Does Revival Tarry? I have a lot of stuff that I'd like to share with you. I'm going to go as, uh, give you as much as I can because we need revival in the land. We need revival in the church of Jesus Christ. We need revival in the nations and in the cities and the communities, in the ministries and in individual believers. And I want to get to work immediately. Uh, Jesus said, in the book of Acts, chapter 1, he said, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. And I'll stop right there. The question is, why does revival tarry? In the book of Psalms 85, verse 4 through 7, the psalmist says, Restore us, O God, of our salvation, and cause your anger towards, toward us to cease. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again? that your people may rejoice in you. Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Why does revival tarry? What is revival? When the Holy Spirit comes and uh, raises us up from a state of being dead, spiritually dead, in every way dead, and um, when we are asleep, which is pretty much being dead, when we don't have the spirit or the spirit is not in control here on earth, we need revival. When the church has gone left and right except up, we need revival. Revival is not a three-day event with a guest speaker and, uh, and then we say we had revival. That is not revival. Revival is when the Holy Spirit comes, the power of God comes, God comes to earth and changes things here on earth. Why does revival tarry? I will get into this immediately. One of the things is because the house is out of order. The house, the temple, individually, ministry, and globally. The church is out of order. The house is out of order. In, in the book of 2 Chronicles 7.14, God gives us the key to revival. God gives us the what to do in order for us to receive healing in the land, healing in our bodies, healing in our families and the ministries. And uh, Jesus says uh, uh, in the uh, book of Acts, he gives us another key, wait, tarry. We must tarry. What does the word tarry means? mean? It means to wait. 
it means to stay in that state of being. And the word tarry also means delay. Now, we're using tarry in two ways. Why does revival tarry? Why does it take so long? Why is it taking so long for God to show himself here on earth, for God to come to this earth, for God to awaken the church, for God to do something here on earth, to heal the land, to have effect here on earth? Why is it taking so long? Why is revival tarrying? Why does it tarry? And then the other form of tarry means to wait to wait, to stay in that state of being, to wait. Like Jesus said, wait for the promise. We must wait. There's a, a, a travail, there's a, the house is out of order. Now, Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and uh, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways for things, then I will hear from heaven. That's a promise. That's a for sure thing. If you do these four things, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The church is out of order. The house is out of order, out of divine order. And we are the ones that need to come before God and bring it back into order. And that is individually, ministry, and globally as the body of believers. Because if we do not, if we don't come and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, we will not see revival. It will tarry, it will tarry, it will tarry. And God is bringing to our attention that we need to bring the house back into order order the house the temple of God our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and if we're out of order without with God before God then we are the ones that need to turn make a change and uh, and begin to uh, work with God so that we can bring this revival without any further delay we cannot delay revival any longer God is wanting to restore us God is wanting to revive us God is wanting to uh, show his his face here on earth his power his holy spirit the influence of his government that will begin to change the cities the communities the families the marriages but it will have to come into the house of God first because the house is out of order it is one of the reasons why the revival tarries. We can jump up and down and we can pray and cry, but God says your house is out of order and you need to come before me and begin to travail. We are needing to travail until we prevail through prayer, in prayer before God, and we cause revival. We cannot continue to live in the same state of being or in the same lifestyle, in the same gospel that has been diluted or changed into a different gospel like it says in Galatians uh, 3, in Galatians 1, and, uh, and continue to expect for revival to come. All across the world, the, the church of Jesus Christ, every believer is being called uh, to come before God until and pray and uh, travail and groan in the spirit until revival comes. But he will not give us revival until we come to terms with him and begin to agree with God. To travail is to labor in a, in a laborious way. It will cost us to birth revival it will cost us and uh, that's one of the reasons why revival tarries because 
We get tired of praying. We give up very easily. We don't want to pay the price by being, being uh, uh, living lives that are consecrated. We are constantly in a lifestyle or in living in ways that excludes the prayer before God. We pray for needs. We pray uh, because we're, we're feeling bad. But we don't pray with the heart of God enough to prevail, uh, enough to tearing before God until we prevail we prove to be stronger than every opposing force including ourselves because we could be one of the greatest forces that opposes ourselves and and causes revival to tarry because this this person us the the self the selfish uh person that uh the generation that we are wants things our way as quickly as possible and we give up too easily and it is why one of the reasons why revival tarries the church of jesus christ is supposed to be a, a, a prayer a praying church a praying uh, community of believers that will cause the earth to shake with the prison with the prayers we must cause for this earth to shake because the church is in prayer the church is travailing in prayer the church with the help of the holy spirit will groan in the spirit before god and writhe in pain and in labor pain until we birth revival but we are not willing to stay long enough we give up too easily we get frustrated we we get distracted and uh, there's a lack of people that pray in the church of jesus christ and god is saying you want to know why revival tarries because you don't wait long enough and god jesus said wait and wait also as an expected to come if we fulfill our end before god we will see revival and we will see it quickly god said the nation that that um that repents will see a great refreshing and we can expound on that the ministry that repents the person that repents will see a great refreshing how will that happen when the spirit of god is poured out and revival is the revival fire begins to uh, uh spark revivals all over the world by what god is doing we must be wrestling in the in prayer we must be in prayer at all times until we cause this revival but this prayer has got to exclude ourselves from this prayer and we must in, uh, include god's will god's heart god's way god's spirit what is it that god wants from us so that we can cause this revival the only eye that we should have in our prayer is that i did this to you jesus all over again by my lifestyle my ways of living my lack of prayer my lack of understanding my sinful ways my shameful ways i am crucifying you all over again jesus and i'm here repenting before you once again and for those who are crucifying you once again in the church by lifestyles and uh, we need to come in agreement with 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 god before god before we can see revival why does revival tarry the way of the cross is not being lived by this generation. The, the first love is lost in the hearts of the church of Jesus Christ. The first love, God says, says in Deuteronomy 5, I am the Lord your God. And uh, that's how we need to begin to live. 
that God the Lord is our God and we shall have no other gods besides God and uh, we shall make no image we shall not worship we are not to worship anything anyone else uh, but the church of Jesus Christ in their lifestyle is living a life that tells God you are not my God something else someone else tradition people loved ones family husbands wives our traditions are the way we think what we want to do the distractions the sinful lifestyles the worldly ways all that is God but you're not God and if God is not God we will not seek him until he comes and it is why revival tarries also so he's calling the church to repentance the the jesus said this is a an adulterous and perverse generation and that's exactly who we are right now we have put the name we have caused for the name of god to be blasphemed by the way we live the way we do church the way we we have our lives in uh, at home outside in the public we have brought shame to the name of jesus by the lifestyle that we are living by mixing ourselves with worldly ways by staying behind uh, the moves of god by not understanding the time we are living by not doing anything with the word that god gives us and uh and it is no wonder why revival tarries there is no praying people in the church of jesus christ praying people that will come and do carry out kingdom business according to god's heart and uh and we will not see revival we it, it will tarry it will be prolonged it will be delayed more and more until when until we agree with god and we get the house in order well how do i get it in order we bring divine order to our lives and our ministries and begin to uh, pray earnestly until we wrestle in prayer we labor in prayer without giving up until when until we win before god until we win upon this earth uh, over opposing forces that in this hour is opposing for the believer to have any prayer life there's prayerlessness in the church of jesus christ there's no communication with god there's no communion with god and uh, and i'm speaking uh globally uh generalizing yes there's some that are still in communion with god but we still need to bring the world the church all over the world before god and we still need to uh put our house in order our heart in order before god we're not groaning before god for the lost souls we're not groaning for the condition of the people of god we are going about our own ways and uh, god is saying you need to return to god this is a time of returning will you not revive us once again yes i want to revive you but you must change uh, put your house in order you must come to terms with me and agree with me because if you don't then then i won't that's pretty much what god is doing if we don't pray if we don't come to terms with god if we excuse everything of why we cannot do it if we're prayer prayerless if our church is only praying a few hours a, a week and uh, if if most of those prayers are for something else other than the heart of god then we are missing it and revival will continue to tarry revival is the spirit of god coming 
in full manifestation in order for change to take place. But without travail, just like a woman in, in uh, about to give birth, she goes through labor pains. It's going to cost us. It's going to cost us time, effort. It's going to cost us that we set aside our own agenda, our own problems, our own way of thinking, and begin to travail, labor in prayer until we birth revival. Because revival will not come. Things will not change on earth, and uh, we will be the same old, same old way of living. We must think with God's heart until we can travail in prayer. We need the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26, we must groan by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That is his heart that is groaning through us before God and uh, calling upon God to send us revival. But if we excuse things, if we excuse ourselves, we will not see revival. And revival will tarry. And we cannot afford to cause revival to tarry any longer because we are missing God. We are not showing the power of God, the Spirit of God. We are not causing any shaking on this earth through our prayers. We are not causing any shaking of prison doors like Paul and Silas when they were they were singing to God. We we groan and moan about our own things, our own problems, our own ways, our own miserable life or whatever it is that we are groaning and moaning about or going in another direction, not even thinking that God is calling the church to come and pray before him. Pray, humble ourselves, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways and uh, cease the sin as the, the way he sees sin, not the way the world sees it, not the way the devil wants us to see it, not the way carnality in the Christian sees it, but how does God see the sin that we are now living in our lives, in our ministries, and uh, globally in the church of Jesus Christ? How does God see the sin in the pulpit? How does God see the sin in the platform, in the altar? in the leaders, in the, in the leadership of the church, in the ministers that are supposed to minister before God. And uh, how is he seeing that? A church without prevailing prayer will not see the move of God. We will not see revival. It will tarry. It will, we will have no effect. When a church without prayer gatherings, and I include us in this whole thing, everybody's included in this. Revival, why does revival tarry? If we are man, like God said in, a, in the past, in a, a, a couple years ago, he said, man-pleasing Christian. He, there's a lot of man-pleasing Christians, and, uh, but he's looking for God-fearing believers because everybody calls himself a Christian, but live in a different way from a real Christian according to to God's word, according to the book of Acts, that's Christianity, where the devils were shaken out of the people just by the presence of the person, by the words they spoke, the testimony of Jesus Christ, by the real gospel that was being uh, uh, heard by the people and uh, shown with signs and wonders. We must return to that condition as a believer, uh, a God-fearing believer. Why does revival tarry? Because there's no fear in the believer. There's no fear in the church of Jesus Christ. There's no fear in the marriages. There's no fear of God in the young and the old. There's no fear of God in the pulpits. There's no fear of God in the platform. And, uh, and there's no prevailing prayer. We don't agree with God. And therefore, we're not 
ever going to cause revival if we're in disagreement with God. We must get the house in order. In the book of Jeremiah, this is one of my favorite scriptures. He says, behold, in Jeremiah 7, 8 through 11, behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. You will, will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations? Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I... Even I have seen it, says the Lord. It is time to clean house. It is time to come before God in prevailing prayer. We must begin to have these prayer services where we seek God. We tarry before God. Why does revival tarry? Because we don't tarry. We don't wait and we don't expect for God to move. We don't wait long enough. We are so wanting the preacher to, to, to get it over with because uh, uh, we need to go somewhere, do something that is more important. We People fall asleep in the services, yet out there in the games, their favorite games, they're rawing for their favorite team, their favorite kid, their favorite gathering, their favorite everything. But in the church of Jesus Christ, the people are falling asleep. We need revival, but revival will tarry as long as we are prayerless. We are not seeking God. We are not seeking his face. And we don't, uh, we don't serve God and worship God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, above everything and everyone else, even our family members, because Jesus says, if you don't, if you love your mother, your father, your husband, your wife, your kid, your this, your that, your co your your dog, your I'm adding everything in here because this is this generation, then you are not worthy uh, of being my disciple. You will never carry the cross. There's a lot of Christians that that don't don't want to carry their own cross. And uh, and Jesus said, if you love someone else or something else more than me you're not worthy of me and it is no wonder why we pray five minutes and say god why don't you send revival why is it tearing because you love everything else everyone else even yourself this is a, a generation full of self self-sufficiency selfish ways everything that has to do with ourselves and our families and our homes and our achievements and our ways and our thoughts our denomination our organization it's all about us and God says where am I in the picture it is no wonder revival tarries and God is calling us to return to him to be a prayerful church that will cause shakings on this earth because of the prayers of full full of the spirit uh, of the holy ghost uh, uh holy spirit people of god who fear god who revere god who honor god who give god the glory in spite of what we go through we must give god the glory and we cannot take god's glory as it has been the case in so many people and in so many ways in the pulpits in the churches in the leadership in lives of people why does revival tarry because we keep cheapening the gospel before people we tell them you can live how you want to live and uh, come and these are all the benefits but we don't tell them you're dead and you need to come alive the only way is through the savior and you must stay in the way of the cross in the ways of god in order for you to keep living in christ because if not you will not see god's goodness in your life and uh, we will not have any effect in this way. We must return to the true gospel. We are failing to do God's will. 
We are not groaning at the altar. We're looking around when the word is being preached and uh, people are distracted with their phones, with the people. And uh, we are not groaning. We are not seeking God when we go to church. And uh, if we don't do that at church, it, it's kind of, uh, uh, we wonder, what are they doing in their private life? Are they seeking God with groanings, with prevailing prayer in the secret place, in the secret closet? Are you praying before God with a groaning? This is a, an adulterous and perverse generation, Jesus says, and that's what we are. Uh, the, the, yesterday evening, God gave the word whoredom, and there's a lot of whoredom, a lot of whore whoring around and and you can look up that word it's a strong word but that's reality and the church must return to being a church a believer god fearing believer there's no fear of god if we feared god we would obey him at the first if we feared god we would honor him if we feared god we will still worship him in spite of if we feared god we would love him above everything everyone and we will not we would not excuse our lives before him it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of an angry god and we must return to god and prevail in prayer wrestle in prayer we must uh, come before god and cause that all this begin to take place there there's no urgency for prayer in the believer in the church of Jesus Christ. So revival tarries. There's no urgency for prayer. And if people come to prayer meetings, they come because they're forced to, they feel forced, or they come and they pray for their own needs. But God says that will not bring revival. Revival comes when we humble ourselves before God. We agree with God. We get the house in order. We, we, we settle matters with God. We agree with him. And uh, we stop disagreeing with him. Until, and, we, and we do what is right. Pay the price in consecration and prayer and travail. Weeping between the porch and the altar. Uh, acknowledging before God how we have sinned. How we are dead without the spirit. And uh, how the church has fallen from their first love from its first love and uh and going about in their own ways seeking how to fulfill their own desires we don't pray we don't fast we don't weep we don't travail we don't groan we don't repent and turn from our wicked ways we don't prevail before god and against all opposing forces so revival tarries we don't see revival it's time to come and repent before God. We cannot live sinful lives. We cannot uh, uh, pretend to be okay. We cannot fast for a day and then everything goes back to normal and expect revival as it says in Isaiah 58. We cannot use gimmicks, slogans, hype uh, shows and uh, all these things and expect revival. That will not bring revival. Revival we come when we seek God's face. We turn from our wicked ways. We stop uniting with paganism we stop going in in uh in the ways of the world and uh mixing ourselves with the world in worldly ways and uh expect for god to move we must travail before god god must be above all there's many things i believe that i will do this as a as a series of messages um that will be um streamed because this is too much we cannot, we cannot cheapen the gospel anymore. We cannot live as we have up to today and uh, think that revival will come. It will not come. And I believe that many, 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 a great majority 
in the body of Christ is prayerless before God. And I'm speaking from the those in the pulpit. There's no spirit. We grieve the spirit. We quench the spirit. We, we put out the spirit. We don't allow the spirit to move. And, and then we're, we're groaning uh, and crying and lamenting. Why doesn't revival come? People mock what we do. I had someone mock uh, one of my postings about calling the, the wailing women to come and wail before God until revival comes. And they mocked it. And see, another Christian mocked it. And that's what's going on. Instead of uniting God, Jesus, uh, the Bible says in book of Acts chapter 2, that they were all united in, in, in the same place, all united and they were praying, waiting, tearing, because there was a promise that, that the promise would come, the Holy Spirit and the power would come. We're powerless because we are prayerless. We are powerless because we don't have the presence here in full manifestation. He doesn't manifest his presence because our house is out of order. The marriages are, are out of order and they're expecting for preachers and somebody to counsel them to fix their problems and the answer is repent change your ways and get your house in order there's no there's no, there's a lot of sin in the camp there's a lot of sin where some of us are are weeping between the porch and the altar and others are passing by us and they're whoring around with their lives and doing their their thing and God doesn't see that God's anger is is uh is ignited by our ways and his name is blasphemed with all the the those who are not saved by the way we live we must we must come before god and stop being so busy doing so many things and ignoring the most important thing to get it right before god because if not revival will tarry it will not come why does revival tarry because we don't tarry we don't wait long enough we don't come and sit and weep and seek his face and, uh, and cause for this revival to come and that will restore us and those around us. There's one thing I do want to leave you with. When the Holy Spirit, before I, I end this one part, when the Holy Spirit came in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that it looked like tongues of fire that were that landed upon each one of them. And they began to speak with such power and uh, with such an anointing. See, and and uh, and it looked like tongues of fire. But right now, this is a generation that their tongue is like the Bible says in the book of James, a tongue that is in, that is that is lighted up with the fire from hell because it destroys it is evil and it is causing destruction in, in the midst of the camp of god and uh, we cannot think that god is approving that we must be tongues of fire that are that are full of the fire of the holy spirit and uh, and if it's a tongue of that is full ignited with the fire from hell then we must repent and we cannot tolerate sin we have tolerated sin for too long and it is why revival tarries we excuse the sin in the camp we excuse the sin in the marriages we excuse our own sin we excuse our own uh, lack of love for for the love for for humanity we excuse excuse the sin in the leadership we excuse the sin in the pulpit we excuse our ways we excuse the greed we excuse everything and
And God is saying, until you repent and you prevail in prayer before me, and if you, if you don't travail before me, you will not see revival. And revival will continue to tarry because we don't stay long enough and we don't repent according to God's ways. We don't get the house in order. God is not God. And until we change from all that, and we also repent for those who are doing that, and we repent and repent and repent, and we seek God's, God's face until, until when? Until he comes. Until he comes. We cannot love ourselves, be lovers of, uh, of self more than God. He needs to be our number one. If we want revival, we will have to come before God and get the house in order. God says, now therefore, says the Lord, and I close with this, Joel 2, 12 to 13, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. That's all we need to do. Because he is gracious and compassionate, and he wants the best for us, but he wants us to turn to him with fasting and weeping and mourning, travail until we prevail, with groanings of the Spirit, and, uh, and will not give up until revival comes. We will cause it faster than fast if we return to God. And we tarry in his presence in a state of being that says, we must have you, God. We're so sorry for our sin. You must come, God. And then he will begin to open his ear and send us revival. And one revival will spark the fire for another revival in another city and another person and another ministry. It's time to uh, tear down every altar we have built for every single God that we ourselves have built, for, for gods that we ourselves uh, have uh, gone after, including uh, the God of self. May God bless you. I pray that you will begin these prayer uh, days, prayer hours, prayer seconds, prayer meetings in which we begin to tarry for revival in the presence of God with God's heart. May God bless you. Until next message. Bye-bye.